are. Oh my Hi. goodness. We're on our, my phone because I can't get it to work on our computer. I don't know if Instagram likes the computer or not, but I can see y'all. Yeah, fine. give are us a second to just put the phone somewhere not in our faces. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's fine. Get settled. Welcome Aww. at bedtime and Madison. Aww. Let us know where are you joining us from? Where are y'all from? If you have questions, drop them in the comments or uh, you might see like a question button because we'll be doing questions as well. Um, oh, look at us go. Look at us go. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> How are you ladies? We're excellent. We're so happy to be joining you today. Uh, listen, I'm excited. The only thing that would make it better is if we were baking. Next time I'll have to do that. <laughs> yeah, next you'll have to teach us to bake something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I was catching people up. Um, so if you missed it, I was on Sugar Coated Murder, and we were talking about um, a local murder, and we got to make apple tacos. And those were, I think, apple pie tacos, and they were really good. good. I've made them a number of times since. So, um, yeah, so you guys are in for a lot of fun. But before I get, like, so, like, into this, Please introduce yourself uh, to everyone. I'm Ann Varner. I'm Karen Devaney, and we're with Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. And if y'all have not already binged or listened to their podcast, you're missing out. Um, I don't want to say they make murder fun, but they definitely make it easy to listen to. <laughs> and we're not supposed to make it fun, but we do have a good time, I'm telling you. So. Y'all do. <laughs> So can you catch up, people? Like, how did you get started? Like, how long have you been podcasting, so been a true crime started, podcast? It's been, it's been probably three years um, since we started. It was pre-COVID when we first started. And we just decided that might be something that, you know, do podcasting might be something we would be interested in. And then we had friends tell us, oh, girls, you've got to do this. And we had a lot of murders that happened in our hometown. Some good content right from really? the get-go because we knew the murderers yeah we were we've been true crime obsessed from before there was such thing as like id discovery i can remember binging like court tv and things like that before there was an id discovery channel so i think we've all we got so introduced to the terminology very early on in yeah. our lives because we had some you know murders that happened in our hometown and um in the beginning we knew the people that were murdered but eventually it kind of started to take a turn and we knew the people that were doing the murdering and that yeah. was so that, that became, I mean, it was just like an obsession like this is not the person that i know that has done this heinous act how do you square those two people up that's one individual and it became almost an obsession for us right. so and um, then in addition to that we love to bake baking has always been the heart of our family when we were growing up we baked with our mom in the kitchen and as we've gotten older we've baked in the kitchen with our with our kids, with our kids yeah. <clears throat> and then together we've baked you know we're sisters so we've got that great southern sister banter that goes back and forth <laughs> a little bit of 
Yeah, and speaking of baking, I would be remiss if I did not bring up Killa Vanilla. Can you tell us about that? We make our own <laughs> vanilla. And of course, it's bourbon based because we are bourbon girls. But um, just so everybody knows, vanilla extract is the way that you extract the vanilla flavor from the vanilla bean is through fermentation with alcohol. So we're not that far off that we do use bourbon. There are other recipes that use vodka or rum or whatever. But we use bourbon because we're bourbon fanatics. But we make our own. We've got, we get our vanilla beans from, they're organic and they come from Ireland. And yes, and it takes no. about six months to ferment, to, ex to get it to the place where it tastes like vanilla and not bourbon. <laughs> so, um, and we bottle it up and we, we sell it at small batch. So it's definitely more of an artisan type. Um, it's, you know, not your run of the mill what you would find in typically in people's spice cabinets. Right, and the stuff that you buy at the grocery store, the main ingredient is water. Right. So they, they alcohol, they, you can buy alcohol-free mm -hmm. um, extracts. But the main ingredient is water. That's how they are able to mass produce it. So ours is gonna be a little bit more flavorful. There um, ain't no water in our no water. <laughs> So we, we, and we, um, we take orders and we ship it everywhere and people love it. We bake with it. We only use killer vanilla in our recipes. We, we jokingly, but not totally jokingly tell people that when you make a certain <laughs> recipe, it's not going to work out unless it's got killer vanilla in it. So you can. I mean, you're not, not wrong. <laughs> sell our own vanilla and we've had a great time doing it. We have. So podcasters, businesswomen, oh and now authors. Um, oh, there it is. So y'all, we're talking about click, click, click. That is, yes. this is your first novel. It's our first, but I think we've got more. In oh, okay. listen. So it is their first of many, and we are here to talk about it. So if you haven't already, the book is already on Amazon. So y'all can feel free to go over there um, and purchase your copy. But tell us a little bit about, for those who might not know, this is their first time hearing it, what is this book well, about? this is a book um, about, um, it's about a lot of things, but one of the things that it's about is um, a particular murder that we did cover on the podcast that did happen in our hometown. And this is one of the ones where we knew the murderer. So um, we knew okay. there are three people involved in this story, and we, we knew all three of them. We knew their but no. But one in particular, uh, we, we kind of ran in the same social circles with their family, you know, our parents and, the, and their parents and stuff. So we knew them. And um, it, it was a real shocker when it happened. It was a murder that happened, and they were in high school when they did it, and they covered it up. And for two and a half years, nobody even knew that a murder had happened. Thought the boy was what missing. they, they did this know. boy disappeared. His family, so um, that's what a lot of this book is about. We wrote this book for the victim, the victim's name is Trent Whitley. We wrote it for him because this was such a shocking and scandalous um, murder case that, in over the years, um, he's kind of gotten forgotten in this in his own, which at I think mm -hmm. happens to a lot of murder victims because it's sensationalized. Like yeah. once the once the murder happens, that's when all the coverage starts. 
And so we felt really compelled to write a book that would help um, put, take the focus off of the murderers and put it back on the victim, which is where it should have been all along. So that's kind of that's what we did mm. in this book. And it's about more than that. You can tell them. Oh, yeah. We talk a little bit about how we were raised, uh, what life was like in the small town where this murder happened, because we grew up there. Um, so we have some little little tales of our antics as sisters, you know, yeah. one of which was um, getting to meet Elizabeth Taylor when we were young girls. Yeah. Sneaking out at church and, you know, while mama was in the choir and daddy was collecting money for the altar so they couldn't catch us. And we'd go to Dairy Queen instead of finishing out church, you know, little things. Oh, I yeah. love it. So it's, it's like a biography. It's just, you know, a flavor of who we are. Um, so when you listen to the podcast or you read the book, you know, you get a kind of a feel for who we really are as people. And I mean, we are kind of what you see is what you get, unfortunately. Yeah. So, and we want, when, when we have people read the book, we want them to hear our voice, to, yeah. it, to, to hear that, that yeah. southern small town flair and the sister antics and... I guess it's our way of, of cushioning the bad. Maybe. So, um, but yeah, it does yeah. give you some good insight into what it's like to grow up in a small town like that, where everybody knows everybody. And then you have a scandal that happens, mm -hmm. and it's tragic. But unfortunately, in this particular case, there were no memorials set up for this poor boy. And we continue mm -hmm. to live in the community. His... Their, the murderers, con, con, their families continue to live in the community. And it's, you know, just a tragic story all the way around. So we are honored to have been able to get together enough information from different people who were not involved, but knew intimate details about the case and that would share their story with us so that we could write this book and, and get the real story out there. The community wanted to know. We answered a lot of questions for him. We did. Absolutely. And um, I, I love how you talked about you wanted to take the spotlight off of the murderer and put it back on the victim because like often that does happen, right? Like we focus on the person that committed the act and then the family of the victim is like on the sidelines, like, you know, who's going to speak for us and who's going to get us justice. And so I, I love that. And I love how you kind of like used your voice to be activists and get justice in, in yeah. that manner. So kudos. And um can you share a little bit without giving us too much, right? Because y'all got to get go by the book if you want the details. But how did this this spark happen? How did it go from so it, from podcast to book? It's been kind of a whirlwind for us. Um, so we did the coverage, and it was one of the earlier um, episodes, episodes that, somewhere like between the fifteenth and nineteenth episode. We could, I don't know because we we okay. renumbered a couple of times because I'm not good at counting. So, but, and. <laughs> um, so we, we covered it and then, you know, we just kind of go on about our business. And, um, one day we opened an email from ID discovery from a producer from ID. We did. I know, right. That's, that's what, what we said. said. We were like, a prank. <laughs> I think I called her and said, you come up here right this minute. And I'm like, shut up. I don't know what I did, but I'll be right there. <laughs> so, and we just kept, we read it to each other. We were like, okay. 
you read it now. Okay, you read it. And we were like, this cannot be true. And then we Googled the producer and right to make sure it's not a flow like spammy. Yeah. It's a real person and she exists. So she just kind of went through and said, I, I heard your podcast coverage of this case. It's a case that we've been wanting to tell for a while, but we've not been able to. And, um, you know, she she said we were great storytellers. Oh, my gosh. We were like, yeah. <laughs> Y'all are. So, and then the last sentence was, um, let me know if you want to chat. Here's my cell phone number. And we were like, what? What? Uh, yes, we want to chat. Yes, we did what everybody else would do, and we called everybody we knew and said, "Oh, talking." <laughs> so we chatted with her a couple days later, and we just—they wanted to tell the story in one of their um, series. It's a series that's running right now, but the story didn't make it onto the series, and we do go through that a little bit in the book. Didn't make it into the series, okay. and so we Which were was just, disappointing. But oh, we, we were so disappointed. We still have to work with the producers yeah. they actually paid us to go and do research so we went yeah. to the courthouse we went to the high school we talked to the, the lead investigator we talked to the victim's brother and we may not have had those opportunities if it hadn't been for that email so even though the show didn't come to fruition it was the stepping stone for absolutely something much bigger. We and at the time, we it. didn't know. We right. had no idea. And so almost a week later, we get another email that we talk about in the book. And it's from a person who is intimately involved in this case that has details that they wanted to. Yes. And, and we were like, again, are we being pumped? Like, <laughs> like is somebody setting right. us up? But, um, so it ended up that we we talked to this person too, and you know, several months, maybe a year later, we had we had talked to enough people, and we had talked to some people incredibly close to this case, and we were just like, "What do you do with this information?" Hard to ignore. Right. <laughs> obviously, the story needed to be told. Yeah, and obviously, for some reason, we were the two people that needed to tell it. I mean, that's just the yeah. way it worked out. It, it's just the way it worked out. It is. It we is. have all of the information from our research. And then we start getting these wild phone calls with this very intimately connected person. Yes. Who was, um, by the way, one of our little antics had us on edge enough that we went out and bought a burner phone with cash from Walgreens and then paid cash for minutes to load. Mm -hmm. We kept the phone in one car, the battery in the other car. We didn't want to be. Uh, oh, y'all were like legit spy level. On a 007 yeah. mission. <laughs> and then we would drive like two towns over <laughs> to make the phone call anytime. So we weren't in our home spot. Yeah. So we couldn't be tracked at all. So yeah, it was, it was quite an interesting and we, months and months, yeah. we talked to this individual and then we ended up going to our hometown and meeting with this individual. And then from there, we were like, we've got to talk, we've got to validate some things. We've got to talk to other people. And it just started that people were willing to talk to us where they had not been willing to talk to producers at ID Discovery. And because they're protected. And we are also protective of our small town. Yes. And so we wanted to make sure that we were not 
portraying them like a bunch of really insane right. patients. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we just very protective of the town's right. reputation. And at the same time, you've got this salacious event that has happened and people want to know about it. Yeah. So um, we just decided we, we have to put pen to paper and try to figure out how to write this book. And we didn't know. We bought a lot of books on how to write a book. We did. <laughs> because we didn't know how to write a we book. We don't know how to write a book. No. So, so wait, wait, wait. So you self-taught yourself how to write a book after. So oh, I want to go back, right? So you're not like private eyes, but you like taught yourself on how to be investigative journalists, right? So like, how was that, right? Because ideas having you out here interviewing people what was that like like were you scared did it we weren't feel scared natural? until we went to our hometown to talk to the individual with the intimate details then we were like what are we doing what, what we are we done? doing yeah we were crazy and we didn't tell our families because they knew that we knew they wouldn't approve so secret from them right but it was a oh super secret mission yeah. and then um we, we came out of that conversation almost like shell-shocked. It was just like, what have we just done? And what well, we've got some information here that we, we've got to validate some of these details. Like, is this true? And so we just started, we really used our, our last names in that hometown to try to talk to people that would talk to us that wouldn't usually talk to other people. And, um, you know, we just felt so honored every time we would get this, this like dollop of information on top of information. I mean, it was just like, it, it's just, it kept growing and growing. And we were just like, okay, somebody somewhere in the universe is, at, is, is pushing us to with, we're the only ones that have all of the information all in one spot. Right. We got. How cool is that? Cool, scary, and we, like everything. And who are we that? right now? Like, right. what are we doing? Like, we're just, we're just normal, average, Nobody. I mean, both work in finance. Yeah, I mean, full time jobs are finance. Yeah, you know, we're like spreadsheet people. We're, you know, we're analysts. We're not writers. <laughs> we're not creative writers at all. But we did have very good English teachers oh, in my high gosh. school. Oh, yes. Thank God. And we prayed to them a lot when we were writing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as people that are in finance and spreadsheet, did kind of like that analytical mind help at all? Like, did it ever feel like with all this information, like, did it feel like overwhelming? How was that for you? Just kind of like, you had all this information and the only people you could talk to about it is yourselves. Like, was, how was it, it just it holding was, all of that? Um, it was very overwhelming because uh, we went on a, a, we <laughs> called it a writer's retreat, but I think it was more like a food tour. Yeah. <laughs> And that's not bad. We came out of it like, oh my God, we've got we've written ten thousand words between the two of us over a four day period. We're never gonna We're get never a book gonna out get of this done. But then we just we put our heads together and we had these we called them bedazzle sessions where mm -hmm. we would go in and look at the words that we had written and we would bedazzle them. We would and that's where the analytical part came in. Yeah. We we just kind of broke it apart and said okay if you were in this situation how would you feel let's just talk about it and make sure that we right. were using our voices because you know we didn't want to sound like people that were not yeah so and we wanted to in a way that mm -hmm. made sense so we got it all together yeah, i think we used a lot of project management <laughs> skills <laughs> breaking things down and scheduling and sticking to a schedule and things like that and
Um, I, we have a really, really good friend here that helped us once we had all of this stuff written down and we had put them in, I, we called them chapters, but some of the chapters were like 3,000 words and some of them were 300 words. So right. it didn't make sense, but we, we kind of had scenarios and we went through and we put each scenario on a, an index card and we went to our friend's office and we had this enormous whiteboard. We judged because the whiteboard almost didn't fit in the car. It was so big. <laughs> so big. And, and she helped us organize the flow of this information. And, and that we really had, helped. what, 50, a little over 50 index cards? Yeah. And she was able, and we needed an outside person's perspective, somebody who didn't know the story, somebody who didn't know about the home, right. you know, all of the hometown stuff that we had put in there. But we needed somebody from the outside who could read through it and say, okay, it doesn't make sense to me what you're seeing here, but if I move this piece over here and this piece over here, then that makes a good story. And she, you know, helped us wow it up a little bit, like, okay, you need to start with this because that's going to grab them and pull them in. So we've learned. We've learned a lot. We have learned so much. Yes, we really have. And then we found an incredible editor who's worked for Weight and Gold, and she really helped step us through how to polish it and finish it. You just get to a point where you're like, okay, now what? We don't know the next steps. And but at understanding right. the next right. steps and then helping us try to market things. And so, I mean, we've just been so blessed. It's like the universe just kind of came together and it really happened. And, and our writing retreat was in May and we got this and we came out of there. That was the first time we put pen to paper. We had 10,000 words. And between May and the end of November, we had a book. And that, that was with us podcasting, full-time jobs. We have families. And we were, you know, we were working crazy hours. And, but we, got, we did it. We, we did just, it. It started to flow and it started to happen. And we were just like, this, is this really happening? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> so it is really happening. And that is so wonderful like how was it co-writing like did you you know you argue did this bring you closer together like how was that uh, experience as, as sisters co-writing us closer story? together but karen and i have always had the same way of thinking yeah we've we've been you know uh, we're sisters but we've been close as sisters for a very long time we've raised our children yeah. together and we support each other um, we're definitely lift each other up type of people. So mm -hmm. it, there's, I respect, I respect her and I know that she respects me. So we wouldn't argue about suggestions. It would be like, okay, this is what I think we should do. And I, you know, okay, let's do that. Let's go with it. Let's, and it just worked. It, it just worked. I mean, relationship has bumps along the way. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. You got to go through yeah. bumps. And, yeah. think and maneuver your way through so that you come out on the side. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, did you publish this like yourself, like indie publishing? Did you go like to like a publisher? How was it like getting the so story did, out um, there? We published, it's, we, we published under our business, um, Sugar LLC okay. is our business. And so we published under that business, but we did it through amazon on kindle um direct publishing and also it's now out there on, on barnes and noble online as well so we've got we're working on getting it into a local bookstore here we found one that we really like and we just want we really love to support local businesses so here in charleston 
we kind of looked for a small bookstore and we found the one and we just want to partner with them now. We don't want to spread it all over the place. So, um, the, but that's where our editor really came in. Her knowledge of getting, of self-publishing what is deep and wide. And that was something that we just, so. And we, we hope that, you know, moving forward, people that are interested that listen to this or to listen to our podcast or read the book, that if they're interested, that they reach out to us. And if they have questions, we're happy to share our knowledge. Oh, gosh, yes. We believe oh, we don't have oh, the right no. goal. It's enough, there's enough for everybody yes. out there. And we are happy to help share our experiences, our lessons learned, yeah. you know, how you, to have a writer's to, retreat and, and eat a and lot eat of food. That's right. You know, <laughs> anything like that. We can help them. So and you want you want to get your manuscript um, copyrighted so we can you know give them information about that. Next week we're going to get it into the Library of Congress. So there's like a whole <gasps> process. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But once you're in the Library of Congress, that's how your local libraries can then order the book for the library. Um, and we and didn't know that. We didn't know. There, yeah, no there, identifier numbers that you have to purchase that mm -hmm. in order to publish your book, you have to have these identifier numbers. We can help walk people through that. So, you know, we hope that by us talking about it and having conversations about it, that other people who are interested in having this type of thing in their lives, we'd love to help them. Even if it's, you know, maybe down the line, we teach a little online class or yeah, whatever. We all here for that and I, I love how you you keep tying it into your hometown right going to your local bookstore um you definitely have a passion for your hometown and and i love that and has this experience changed that at all right like do people get scared when you come around <laughs> like you're gonna investigate <laughs> them how the that? Is, our hometown where we grew up is in virginia and we live in south carolina now so um i think that if we still lived there, it might be a little bit different. But right now, we've been so well received by the people that have read our book. We are overheard from people that we haven't heard from in decades. I got a message from my high school English teacher yesterday. And <laughs> she said, I am so very proud of you. I mean, you can't get Come any. On. That is priceless. Come on. <laughs> You've made yeah. yeah, that's it. it. You can't, and nobody can take that away from you. And that's the <laughs> nicest part. Right. Yeah, I, I, my English teacher <laughs> from high school passed away, but I did get messages from some of my classmates that said you made our English teachers proud. Yeah. And so heartwarming. And oh. then, you know, we've heard from people that we went to school with that we've lost touch with. I mean, I heard from a person that I haven't even really talked to that I, I haven't known since the fifth grade. And I've got this person reaching out saying, hey, I bought your book and I'm, I just can't believe that you did this and I'm so excited for you guys. I mean, it's just been, it really has been very overwhelming, the love and support that we've gotten from them. But at the same time, if anybody listens to our podcast, mm -hmm. our tagline is stay sweet and don't murder because if you, if, or we, <laughs> we will talk, talk about you. <laughs> and now we will write a book now. <laughs> Exactly. So that's fair warning. We've given them fair warning. Yes, that's true. We have more. Absolutely. This is a series. So this is the first book of a series. And um, we're hoping that this is going to build into something pretty big. We, it's, the series is called Say My Name. And the reason that we say that is because so many victims' voices and names get lost in their own story. 
And so that's what we decided to kind of call the series. And we've got a few more books coming, but we hope that we get to a point where families of murdered victims who want their family member's story told in a whole different light, not um, their whole life was they were a murder victim because they were, they were murder victims, but they were a person before that. Right. So hoping that people will start to reach out to us and then help us tell their family member stories as well. That's what our goal is. I'm absolutely so proud of you ladies. Like this is an amazing story. It's an amazing journey. Um, you know, so proud of you. And um, listen again, listeners, uh, pick up your copy. If you've already have a copy, pick it up for a friend, donate it, put, bring it to your library, because it's a story that wants to be told. And especially again, as the ladies have already said, if you know someone who, you know, they're a victim and, you know, you want their story told, please reach out to the ladies at Sugar Coated Murder. If anybody's book club reads this book, we will make an appearance, like a virtual appearance for the night that they have the discussion to answer any questions that they might have. And um, ask is a very small donation Wonderful. towards the memorial for this victim, um, because we are going to build a memorial in his name back in the hometown where he deserves to be recognized forever. Yes. Absolutely. Um, listen, people put your questions in. We have a question from Mary that says, how can okay. we get a signed so, copy? Um, a signed copy, people can email us and our email is murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com and you can ask us for a copy and we do sell signed copies and we can get one uh, mailed to you they're twenty dollars plus shipping so and we'll um we've been sending them out we've had a couple of requests and we've been sending them so we have. we're, we're more than happy to help people out um we do here in the charleston area we've got some book signings um, lined up. We've actually got one next, uh, weekend. next weekend on the 17th at a local, small local store. Cause again, we like, we love to support small business. So, um, but if you're not in the Charleston area, the best thing for you to do is to email us and we can get you a copy and yeah, we'll um, send you our um, Venmo information. Yep. Easy yep. peasy. Easy. <laughs> Lovely. Any other questions uh, folks about their process, anything like that? I'll give you time to get that in. You can put the questions either in the comment or use the question bar. Um, kind of like a wellness question for you, right? Like in hearing all of this, being so close to it, what did you do like when it got too heavy? Like what did you do to still be, you know, lighthearted and be okay Meditation. at the end of the day? <laughs> to be honest with you, we did, um, we, we burned a lot of Palo Santo. Yes. We drank some um, cacao, which is an, an organic, all-natural form of chocolate. Um, but we mixed it with local honey and, of course, Killa Vanilla. <laughs> and we would, we would drink that. But it was, um, there, were, it, there were some very, very dark moments. It, it is a very dark story. And we just did a lot of meditation. And I think also, so, um, you know, the type of podcast that we have, we run into that a lot because we do research and, and tell some really dark, heinous actions of humans, unfortunately. And I think um, that's where some of our humor comes in. Um, and I think in 
writing the yeah. book, we would get to some points that were pretty dark and depressing. And I think it was a great moment that one of us would crack some kind of a joke or mispronounce, we would a, word mispronounce or, a word or we would create something. a word that didn't exist. We would laugh at that <laughs> and we would really kind of latch onto those moments of humor. You know, and, and because yeah. it is, or there were nights that we would say, listen, let's wrap this up. Maybe we need to um, go back and read one of the stories about us growing up in the hometown. Like, let's go back and read that and bedazzle that before, because we don't want to end on this dark note for the night. Yeah. So, you know, but it is, it's important to know that um, it's dark. Murder is, it's ugly. It's dark. It never gets okay. It never gets pretty. Yeah. And um mm -hmm. It, and you do have to care about your well-being when you are, are you don't want to absorb that yeah. dark energy. You, yeah. you definitely want to keep it at bay. Absolutely. And um, my last question before um, I give you an opportunity to share last words is, how has this experience changed your podcast or how will it change your podcast going for, I don't think for, it will. forward? I think that we'll still, we'll still go after the scene stories that aren't like big national news media coverage and we'll still bake and we'll still make mistakes and my dog still. will still interrupt the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Just... Listen, I'm surprised Preston Trump has is been not quiet. quiet right now. He's about had it. <laughs> He's had it. He's had enough. So I, I don't think it'll change anything. We're still I really don't see how it was is gonna change anything. It's gonna keep us going, that's for sure. Yeah, it's gonna to, keep to, motivating yeah. us to you tell know, these just, stories. There's not a lot of money in podcasting, which is why we have full-time jobs. But we, we do it. Girl, and, um, I think, you know, it's an opportunity for other people to see it's something they can do. And, you know, yeah, I think we're just going to keep on pushing along. I think so, too. I don't, th I don't, I really don't think it's going to change the, the way that we've done anything. I think that we're proud of the product that we've put out as far as what the podcast is. And I think we're going to keep doing it the way we've been doing it. Yeah. Lovely. I know your pup is, is almost done, but I have one last question here from someone in the comments that says, um, big love for both these ladies. Did you start writing the book chronologically? So like, did you like write it from like start to finish? Did you work on like one part and go it's back to the next? Crazy. The it's, like? We each said, okay, we're going to take this part and this part. Actually, it was uh, Karen's daughter who said, I think this is the way y'all should break it out. And that's what we did. Karen started writing on the story. We had uh, recorded transcripts from the conversation that we had with the person in our hometown. So she started on that. And then I started on the memories of our childhood. And then once we got together, it just all meshed and flowed. But no, what the really it never, no, it, you know, it would make so much sense for you to just sit down and write like, a, B, C, and D happened. That is not what we did. I don't even know if that's the right process or the wrong process. It's just our. It's, it's girl, just what do we your did. process. And then we would swap. Like if I wrote something on a particular subject and she wrote something on something else, we would swap it. And the deal was, you don't take out anybody's words; you add to. Right. And so that's kind of we did a lot of that, but none of it was chronological. None of it. I mean, that would have probably been a little bit helpful. Yeah, but we were. We so, never make anything <laughs> easy on ourselves, though. No. Mm -hmm. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, Anne and Karen, please, last words that you want to leave I us with. I think stay sweet and don't murder. If you kill people, we'll talk about you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and there is no doubt about it. And when we talk about you, we are not nice. No. <laughs> that's and now they'll that's write right. about but Liz, you. So. We really appreciate it. We yes. love your podcast. We, we loved it when you came on. We've got to have you on some more because we loved having you and those Please. apple pie tacos are to second to none. Yeah. That's for sure. They're <laughs> such a great dessert for any occasion. So, But we really let us come on. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I'm so honored. Um, again, um, I'm going to uh, DM you for my signed copy. Um, and <laughs> and be well, everyone. Hey, Take thanks, care. Guys. And bye. Bye, y'all.